Well, hey, friends, it's Monday, May the 9th. Welcome to today's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. We are finishing up today Psalm 47, and then we're moving on to 48. So uh, the celebration is going to continue because Psalm 48 is also a psalm of celebration and likely follows right on the heels of 46 and 47 in terms of the context being the battle, the victory of uh, God over the Assyrians in Jerusalem. The army of Sennacherib just wiped out by God. So if you feel like you are surrounded by negative circumstances, enemies, hardships, burdens, difficulties, then uh, you've come to the right place of Scripture today because God says, sing, celebrate. I'm going to bring victory in your life. You are a victor in Christ. Hey, I hope that you are ready for a new week, off to a great start. I hope you had a good weekend. We uh, enjoyed a wonderful weekend at Emmanuel, Mother's Day, um, cinnamon rolls, all of it. You can catch the message on live stream. Um, we're in John 4, and uh, I hope that you will jump on and, and, uh, and track with us through the Gospel of John on Sunday mornings or uh, in the archive or tonight, Monday Night Rewind at 7 o'clock. Well, we are in Psalm 47, and we're wrapping up this greatness of God's psalm. So we've, we've seen God has gone up with a shout, the sound of a trumpet, We've been called to sing, to shout, to clap, to worship him with celebration, um, literally to explode with joy because of who God is and what he's done for us. And as believers, we have, of all of the history of God followers throughout the thousands of years of human history, we have the best view to celebrate all the goodness of God. We have the longest track record of God's working in human history. We have more information, we have more um, understanding of the gospel and a full view of the redemptive plan of God, and we wait for him, our soon coming king. And so if they had a reason to celebrate God, we so much the more have a greater reason today. Well, this psalm ends with elevating God as king, not only of Israel, uh, king of kings, but king over the whole earth. And we talked about this a little bit on Friday, but one of the great applications here is that God wasn't just trying to save Israel, never was just trying to save Jewish people. He was trying to work through the Jewish people to save the whole world, anybody, all of the Gentiles he loves just as much as he loves the Jewish people. So you can be one of his, I can be one of his. We don't have to be Jewish um, and salvation is really not about a birthright as much as it is given to us as a gift of grace by the work of Jesus. In other words, you're not saved because you're a certain ethnicity or nationality or even a religion. You know, you're a practicer of a religion. No, salvation is from the heart of God, a gift of grace to humanity, and it's offered to the whole world. He's the God of the whole earth. He wants everybody to have him. And verse 9, this is where this psalm lands today. Verse 9 drives this home. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of God, the God of Abraham. So this is that comprehensive view that God brought victory through Israel, to Israel and through Israel. And so the princes of all the people, there were leaders and kings and, and, and powerful uh, rulers all over the world celebrating the victory that is brought to God, to God's people by God's grace and offered to the world. So 
God's not just trying to get the leaders of Israel to celebrate. He wants all the leaders to be followers and to belong to him. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. Now that word shields is most likely metaphorical in terms of a shield is a protector, okay? And that's what the Hebrew word used here means protector. So this is likely a reference to those princes and to those kings of the earth. So what God is saying is all those that are given the authority to be protectors all over the planet, they all belong to God. He is the king of kings. He is the protector of protectors. He is the ultimate ruling, reigning authority and power in the universe, and he is greatly exalted. So where does this psalm land? It lands with a radically uh, upsized view of God. It lifts God up and makes him bigger to our view, to our understanding, to our perspective. Now, why is this so powerful and so practical? Well, a couple of things I want to say. First of all, all the rulers of the earth, all the princes, all the power holders, all the connected wealthy lawmakers, all those that are really uh, exercising power over your everyday life, okay, they ultimately belong to God. They give account to God. They will answer to God. He, uh, they have delegated authority, so they answer to him and he is in control of them, all right? So they can only go so far. They're on a short leash, okay? So do you have to get real worked up about the powers, the conspiracies, the parties in power? Uh, is, is the Constitution in danger? And, and you know, all, the, the, all the, the power plays? Actually, friend, you don't, because God is really ruling over all of that, moderating all of that, and all those powerful people, all those offices, ultimately answer to him. But secondly, I want to say this, that God, when God is big in your view, your problems are going to be small. When when God is small, your problems are going to be big. And that just, that axis, it just works. It just is. If your problems are looming big in your mind, then you have likely taken your eyes off of God and he has grown smaller and smaller and smaller as your problems have grown bigger and bigger and bigger in your perspective, okay? Um, But the minute you get your eyes back on God and meditate in your heart and mind on who he really is and what he's really done, not just in human history, but in your life, how he's proven himself to be real, what he's delivered you from in the past, what has he accomplished, and if you're a new, a new follower of God, then you need to give him decades. And every year that you walk with God, every year that you see him bring you through and provide for you and prove himself present and active in your life, every year that goes by, you'll have a longer history. You'll have a longer story of all the ways God has shown himself real and powerful to you. Your faith grows. Your vantage point, uh, your perspective of God gets bigger and bigger and bigger and more filled in. You've got more information to work with. It's not to say you never struggle with doubt or you never get your eyes off God. It's just that you've got more of a track record of his reliability. You have greater confidence in him. Why? Because you've seen him 
come through time and time and time and time again. I told a person this morning, I don't worry about ministry things like as much as I used to. I wish I could say I don't worry at all. I do, uh, but not nearly like I used to because God has come through. So now ministry problems, sooner than I used to, I say, God, this is your problem. How are you going to fix it? God, you got a big problem. And I make it his problem and not mine because he's proven himself to be so big, so present, so active, so reliable that my confidence has grown in him. You know, friend, what is, what, what's, at, what's at play in our lives, what's, what's deficient in our lives is not God or his power or his presence or his activity. What's deficient in our lives is our view of him and our confidence in him our sense of who he really is. We downsize him so radically. We marginalize him so easily, so quickly. And then we have big, big problems. But the minute we come to a Psalm like 47, we're we're reminded to go back to the victories he's brought in our lives, to sing about them, to shout about them, to clap about them, to celebrate him and and to magnify him, to let him be upsized in our life. And inevitably, When that happens, when your God is upsized, your problems are downsized. And so my admonition to you today is spend some time letting God be big and letting him reduce, shrink your problems. You don't need him to solve your problems as much as you need to see him for who he is and trust that he's at work. Happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.